Hello and welcome to the Blast From Our Past podcast. We're the podcast that gives you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, and a whole lot more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And today we have got another sequels episode. It's a sequel to a movie that John and I did, and a sequel to that podcast that John and I did about the movie. Uh, And so it's double sequel action for you. Today, we have got one I know you've got a boner for. I love it. (laughs) Actually, it's not just though John and I recorded. John and I and Corey recorded this episode. So specifically, uh, we are doing RoboCop 2. Uh, and this is one that, yeah, you have very strong RoboCop knowledge. And you, if anybody hasn't listened to that episode yet, obviously go listen to it. Uh, and you can get a little knowledge base before we dive into the world of the sequel. <laughs> I think that should always be the case, right? Like, I'd, I'd hope probably so. <laughs> always watch the first. I guess not. People may cherry pick at this point. You yeah, know, your your guys' library is freaking huge, man. So hey, we're getting there. Yeah, you guys are. You are getting. You there. can say ours. You're part of the team yeah. now, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, man. So, <laughs> all right, uh, RoboCop Two. This movie was released in 1990. The original came out in 1987, so only three short years later. It was directed by Irvin Kirshner, who we should all know him as the director of Empire Strikes Back. He also did a Bond movie, Never Say Never Again. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. But he's mostly known for Empire Strikes Back, and that's pretty much, you know, he's got some, he's got tons of other credits, but, like, that's his big thing. I think he was a teacher at USC when Lucas uh, basically hired him for oh, Empire Strikes okay. Back. And RoboCop 2 was his last feature. Sadly. The last <laughs> thing that he, that he directed, uh, the last movie that he directed. This film was written by Frank Miller, the legend, the comic book writing god that is Frank Miller, uh, who most people might know from Sin City, 300. He had a fantastic run on Daredevil as well as Batman. Frank Miller. Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, the Dark Knight Returns. That's his biggest, yes, probably that, what he's most known for yeah, from everybody. Absolutely. But uh, what you're saying, everything you just said is true. For comic book nerds, he was a huge Daredevil writer. 300, Sin City was fucking massive. And he drew Sin City. So that was also mm-hmm. his artwork as well. Not yes. only is he a talented writer, but he's a fantastic artist. Yeah, the art style in general of Sin City is, is unique and it really works very well. And Frank Miller wrote a comic book uh, for RoboCop. Two, didn't he? Oh, I, actually, uh, the comic that lets you borrow the yes. RoboCop by Avatar Press is an adaption of his original screenplay. So as of right now, Robo, uh, Frank Miller is credited on RoboCop 2 as the, um, I believe, story by and screenplay, but then screenplays also was written by somebody else. So there's dual credits on the screenplay. And that comic that I let you borrow, the, the RoboCop one, it, it's an it's just a straight adaption of of Frank Miller's original script for RoboCop Two, which okay. admittedly the movie is a much neutered version of his original script, which is pretty hardcore, but also yeah. pretty big. Like it would have been like a I think a two and a half hour movie they said if mm. they tried to film it that way. Well, a lot of them are like that, and then yeah. you cut it down, and the the glory of the editor. Uh, we'll cut it down. Yeah, that's where the editor comes into play. Yes. Dude, you know all about that shit. I do. Uh, actually, there's a kick-ass editor on this film. But before we talk about sure. him, um, yeah. So you have a comic book. You had that. You have that exact comic book. You lent it to me last time when we were talking about RoboCop. You dropped it off and said, "Dude, you got to read this." And so I did. Very good. For some reason, I, they didn't click with me. I thought it was uh, written before, and then they adapted the screenplay from that. 
other way around. Uh, but yeah, I definitely, and we'll, I think we should talk about that as we're going through it yeah, because the, the differences yes. and similarities and yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was a really good comic book. I highly recommend it for anybody who enjoys Robocop or just enjoys Frank Miller. Uh, I think that was a really, really good read. Yeah. And the, the art in it is just fantastic. Yes. If, if you guys are comic nerds, it's definitely worth checking out for sure. It's on the level of, do you remember Dark Horse put out a comic adaption of George Lucas's original Star Wars screenplay? Mm. I mean, it kind of sucked, but it was neat seeing like the the original story. It's kind of like that. They kind of yeah. rode that wave, and they did it perfectly. Yeah. Well, his wife was the editor on that yes. on, on A New Hope, and she pretty much saved that movie. Uh, agreed. She was <laughs> the one that uh, suggested that Obi Wan dies. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that she helped out. We owe a with. lot to her. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the, as we as we mentioned, the editor. There's multiple editors, but when I saw the name Lee Smith. I about shat myself because he's my favorite editor right now, um, just out there in the world. He's Christopher Nolan's guy. Oh, cool. So he has edited Inception, The Dark Knight, Dunkirk. He also edited X-Men First Class, Truman Show, so a bunch of other stuff as well. But I absolutely love Lee Smith's editing. I can't say the editing in this movie was anything spectacular. It wasn't anything that made me happy or sad, but uh, he was one of three editors that were credited for this (laughs) film. So they probably like just... They might have had issues and troubles with it, which I can tell you I saw that <laughs> from watching it, uh, that they just had multiple editors on it. But Lee Smith makes me so happy as, a, as an editing guy. Do you think when he, like, introduces himself and talks to people and says, hey, you know, I worked on this movie and that movie, do you think he mentions RoboCop 2? Because if I ever meet <laughs> him, I'm going to ask him about RoboCop uh, 2. You, you should. Uh, I didn't meet him, but I actually did get to see him uh, at a editing event. There was uh, back when I was in the Editor's Guild um, you used to go to like these screenings that would have like Q and A's afterwards, and I can't remember what film uh, we were watching, but Lee Smith and, and this other group of uh, editors. I think they were. I think it was all from the group of people who were nominated for Oscars that year. Um, but they were talking, and I was just kind of sitting back and just be like, "Hell yeah, you guys, you guys are awesome." <laughs> I'm living the dream. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, dude. Music from this movie was done by Leonard Roseman, who has. Bunch of credits to his name, but the only thing that stood out is he did the original music for the 1978 cartoon version of Lord of the Rings. Oh, do you remember the, that the, pe- that the, piece of trash cartoon by Ralph Bakshi? Yeah. yeah, that was a Ralph Bakshi production. I remember yep. that, and he did the music for it. So same same music here. Uh, oh, I, it was I, no, I don't think Don Bluth worked on that one at all. I think it was solely Ralph Bakshi. I don't remember, <laughs> but uh, I I mean I've seen it once and then I've never wanted to see it again. It's not good. I don't think so. But it has a cult following. Yeah, I've, uh, I've never seen Honestly, I've never seen yeah, it. I, I have no idea, truthfully. Yeah, it's not worth your time. Uh, and then, <laughs> you guys won't be doing it on the show? Not going to be doing it on the show. Um, this movie, obviously starring Peter Weller as Alex Murphy, a.k.a. RoboCop. Uh, a.k.a. Robert Cop. Robert Cop. You, yeah, go back and listen to <laughs> our, Ro- our RoboCop episode. <laughs> gotcha. And you, will, and you can hear Corey's story as to why he calls him Robert Cop. Uh, Nancy Allen plays Ann Lewis. Tom Noonan plays Kane. Uh, Tom Noonan was in Manhunter. He was in Monster Squad. He yes. played uh, Frankenstein's monster in Monster Squad. He's all caked up in makeup, so you can't tell. But I think he, that, I thought I saw that credit. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Bogus. <laughs> Bogus. <laughs> that's so good. Uh, and then there's some other people who we'll kind of get to. But, I mean, really, there's not... Yeah, I mean, the two main people are... Peter Weller and Nancy Allen, who were in the original, and then Kane is kind of the new guy. We have some other people. We'll talk about him as we get to him, but nobody nobody huge. Well, Johnson. 
Johnson's not huge. Oh, uh, you just wanted me to say huge Johnson. You fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I am firing on all cylinders today. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's just start into the movie. <laughs> Please, let's we, do We start off with a carjacker uh, who is opening up a car in an underground garage, and he gets into the seat, and he gets electrocuted. <laughs> it's actually it's funny because it ends up being one of those commercials, if you guys remember, from the original RoboCop. Tons of just, like, fake commercials and fake kind of news stories that they, had, they, had, they used to help tell the story at least set up the world yeah they did they did most of the world building in the first robocock movie through the news and the commercials yep. and they they continue that in here which is fantastic and that was i think um the addition of like ed newmeyer was the guy because mm. he wrote the first one yes and he also wrote starship troopers so you see yeah. the similarity in that kind of stuff there he was my i think he I think he did some work on this, but I, I'm not sure. Okay. But before we get off that first commercial, just so you know, the spokesperson guy yeah. that gets in the car, he was on Smallville, Lex Luthor's crazy dad. Yes, yeah, yeah. The, and, Mag- uh, the Magnavolt guy. Yes, yeah. the Magnavolt guy. And his name is John Glover. Mm-hmm. And until Amy Schumer came along, he was the coolest or the only celebrity my college had <laughs> until Amy. Uh, Towson University. So he okay. went to Towson University, <laughs> and then Amy Schumer now just blew him out of the water. Uh, eh, eh, <laughs> but mean, for a while, I was like, hey, Lex Luthor's dad. We yeah, got, we got him. <laughs> right. Magnavolt, the final word in auto security. No embarrassing alarm noise, no need to trouble the police. And it won't even run down your battery. Magnavolt, lethal response. Uh, we then cut to a news report, and we really get some some background about you know what's been going on, what's going on in the world around them. Uh, and there's some actually some interesting stuff in these in this first news report. We get multiple different stories. Uh, well, the first one is uh, well, first thing I want to mention is one of the newscasters is Lisa Gibbons. Yes, uh, which. I don't know if many people remember, but I remember Lisa. She had a talk show from that ran from 1995 to 2000, and she started on Entertainment Tonight, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. She, she was that. That was kind of like her thing. But like, I remember she her was from a TV her, personality. TV personality. I remember her from her talk show. Like yeah, that was, you know, it was much like Montel. Like there were so many Sally Jesse Raphael. Like there was a whole bunch of them that had them in like the mid 90s. There were just tons of these talk shows. Side note: Montel put his name on a, like a weed distribution company, like a, a brand of like. A cannabis stuff, you know, like vape, things like that. And I'm like, good for you, Montel, <laughs> <Yeah>. man. <laughs> His face is on there and everything. Yeah. Uh, all right. The next little story that they have is this. Uh, they talk about the rainforest and there's a power plant, like a nuclear power plant has uh, basically, you know, had a had an issue and it's screwed up. This is, this is not a big story point at all, but I do find it very interesting that the newscasters basically say, Oh, these environmentalists are calling this a disaster because there is a nuclear nuclear power plant that had an overload, you know, in the rainforest. And they call it they, they said it's a, a disaster. And then the other newscaster says, well, don't they always? And it's just <laughs> it, to me, that really helps set up the kind of world that they end. Like nobody gives a fuck about stuff like there's no ozone anymore. You actually have a commercial later about that. Uh, and like just 
there are no rules. Like you can you can do or say anything on TV. It's a hyper I don't know, almost hyper conservative because that's not even the right term. They're not even they're not conservatives at all. It's, like it's, they're not. Yeah, essentially, it's I mean it's Reaganomics blown up twenty fold. Yeah. You know, there is no more middle class. It's yeah. it's all upper class or lower class, and it's very just everything is shocking as possible. Yes, and it's everything that you know. Obviously, Robocop one was was showing to portray things are just even worse now in this world, and it's almost getting to the point where. It's almost becoming dystopian, you yeah, know, to yes. the point where it's a little bit, a little bit sci-fi or on the verge yeah. of becoming something, you know, like almost post-apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. But it's not quite there yet, you know. Yeah. But then it's very much illustrated in the opening scene of where you find, like, first see that lady getting hit by the car, and then you know, yes. like that illustrates just how you know yeah. nasty the world is. But yeah. let's, you know, we'll talk well, about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm but it's spending, really cool. It's spending it's, a long time on a on the newscast. News, yeah, I know. But I I, I, but it's world building, it's, and that's and the, it's and, interesting. And that's what I loved about Robocop One. Uh, Verhoeven does that very well, and I love that about Robocop yep. Two. I love, honestly, I just I love the trope, and, and now it is a trope. The whole like you you see TV shows mm-hmm. and stuff to kind of build the world, and it's become cliche. But this, well, Robocop One started it, and this kind of just punctuated it. It's yeah. a great tool, fantastic tool. Yep, they do they do it very well. Uh, we got another a quick thing about. Ed 209 model is not really... It was nice to see Ed 209. It was a cameo. Essentially, it was yeah. a cameo by Ed 209, <laughs> exactly. and I love that. But it was nice seeing them. They're, they're not really functioning, and so they just kind of mentioned, oh, OCP is going to be looking for a new model to kind of come in, which sets that up. You know, we're going to be... They're going to be looking for improvements. Uh, we also get the storyline about Nuke, which Nuke is this drug that is kind of sweeping the city. Uh, funny side note, Nuke is a character created by... Um, by Frank Miller in, in Marvel Comics. Nuke is the guy who uh, um, he, he kind of painted his face um, like red, a new, white, like and blue. A new, like, oh, okay. No, no, like, not like a new, but like an American flag. Oh. He's like a he's a Daredevil villain. Oh, okay. um, you actually see him in in the Netflix show Daredevil, uh, or maybe it was Jessica Jones. No, it was the first season of Punisher. He, oh, was, yeah, he, that's, was, in, that's, he yeah. was in the first season of Punisher. Yeah. yeah. I forgot see, about yeah, that, dude. I didn't know uh, Frank Miller created yeah. him. And funny enough, he's taking like a drug that like gives him then some hyper stuff, which uh, Jessica Jones's friend ends up using and be- kind of to become Hellcat. doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, but uh, I just thought that was funny. That's cool. And, yeah. it's, and it's both Frank Miller. I mean, yeah. you see a lot of comic book influences, and we're – we're going to shoot way ahead, but like the villains in this movie feel so comic booky. This world yes. feels so comic booky. Yes, I, I wrote I wrote a note somewhere. You say later that almost on. eagerly, but it's I'm not I, eager about it. I know, and and I, and as it comes out of my mouth, I'm not quite <laughs> sure how I feel about it. But I wrote it as a note, and I'm like, this movie you could tell was written by a comic book writer and mm-hmm. creator. You yeah. know, yeah. Uh, one thing I thought was pretty interesting about this newscast, like they're just—are we still in the newscast? I'm still in the newscast. Holy I'm sorry, shit. I don't want to get off of it yet because, like, you know, this is this is 1990, but I think they kind of foresaw how quick things move and how stuff like we like even like news today just you go from like headline to headline um, and how fast you get get the information. Like they did the the next one is uh, this the assassination of the. The, sur- the Surgeon, Surgeon General. General. Yeah, Thank that you. was cool. Uh, fucking uh, but, the guy from KFC. Yeah. <laughs> but Colonel they, Sanders. That was Colonel Sanders? No, I'm just saying it looked like he, he looked wearing like, like a yeah, white yeah. suit. But he uh, – basically – but they said 20 minutes ago this guy got assassinated. And they, they just like – and then they gloss over it right away and they move on to the next thing. Like that is a – you're going to take over the airwaves with that kind of a 
Well, not to mention you saw his heart explode on TV. Yes, on yeah. news TV, yeah. they don't even say the kids should turn away. This no. is graphic. That it's the news cycle now. Yeah, just people are getting gunned down on live TV, and it doesn't even matter. All right, let's let's try to get through this podcast. This the newscast. Oh my God, we're still <laughs> some other little minor setups. We meet, we learn about this guy Kane, who is the terrorist, who is you know kind of like the leader of like sending out this nuke drug. Um, and then also we find out that the policemen are on strike from OCP because you know. They're in contract negotiations right now. Essentially, the newscast does the job of the opening crawl in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Instead of reading it, you actually get to see what the world is, and it's fantastic. Did you notice that one of the cops, the blonde one, is Drake from Aliens? Yes, yeah, I did, absolutely. That was, that was definitely uh, yep. Mark Ralston. He shows up uh, a couple times in the movie, more than I thought yeah. he would. He's just kind of a, a background cop, honestly. He was, yeah, he was like couple back, lines. He was like main background cop. Yeah. He didn't even have a name. He was also in uh, Lethal Weapon 2. Is it? Okay. He was the one, the guy at the beginning, the jewel, like you know, when he kills him in the jewelry store. Yeah, or whatever. yeah. I, 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 was... I don't remember Lethal Weapon two all oh, that really? much. I mean, okay. I've seen it. I've seen all the Lethal Weapons. Um, I mean, I remember him most as Boggs from Shawshank Redemption. Yes, but I mean, yes. or Drake from Drake's Aliens. where I know him from. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. All right, we're done with the pod. Or we're done with the. <laughs> we're done with the podcast. No, no, we're guys. done with the Go newscast. Home, we're done. See we're done ya. with the newscast. <laughs> uh, all right, and we cut to the streets, and yeah, as you mentioned before, we see like this. Just how shitty life is right now in Detroit. Uh, you know, it's these- almost the it's the evolution of crime. It goes from yeah. uh, some lady uh, collecting cans. She gets mugged. Then they take hit that mugging, but he gets stabbed. You yes. know, it's like this. It, I mean, they, it, yeah. it escalates. The guy, the guy's stealing the old lady's purse. Like yeah. it's, some some of it's a little just over the top comical. It's it's, it's comic booky for yes, sure. It is, but yeah, but you you see, you're like following just this kind of like linear crime happening for to each person so it's affecting everybody um but it's it's funny i i it's a good it's a good scene though the, the way they good shot as well um you know how they just follow all the shit that's happening um we get some people robbing a gun store and then we get this cop car pulling up and they shoot it to shit like they they shooting it with like a fucking uh, like rocket launcher and stuff like that, and then just out walks Robocop looking pristine. Looking fucking gorgeous, man. No, 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 Gorgeous, no, no. bro. That that was a problem. <laughs> a, a rocket launcher maybe not wouldn't have stopped the first Robocop, but it's going to damage him. And then this one just kind of like shakes it off, walks out the car. Now, granted, the shot of him getting out the car awesome. is an amazing shot. Dude, he, this is his heroic return, man. He can't yes. look like shit. I'm sorry. He should, though, because in the, comic, in the comic book that you lent me, he looks busted to all hell when you first see him. And it makes sense because the cops are all on strike. Right. And so, he's just out there constantly working. And so he's getting shot to shit. Yeah, but so that was doing one his job. The, that was one of the original things in Frank Miller's script was uh, the cops were, I think, on strike for a lot longer at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. And RoboCop, you could just tell, had been out. And in his his whole bodysuit is just bent, yeah. fucked up, you know, just messed up. He's barely alive. And at the end of, like, the sequence, he barely makes it back to the police station. But he's the only person patrolling the streets he yeah. is the only person out there at all um and you're right i mean dude i'm not gonna say you're wrong that's about a better that. story i mean I, it works I, better and and to show him like be fucking fucked up from the beginning but yeah they they made a choice i i totally understand like from the producer's point of view why they made that choice to keep robocop looking as cool as he did or yeah. you know as, as pristine as he did at the beginning it's his heroic return you don't want to see him this was truly like empire strikes back for like frank miller like mm. it it was gritty the comic or or his original script we should say mm-hmm. was just gritty and dark and just bleak as hell yeah much bleaker than this movie even could even attempt to do 
I get it. I get it. All right. Well, but you know what? But it probably hurt me that I read the comic before I watched this. And that's okay. Can we? I think you need to address the fact that you've never seen this movie up until now. Correct. That is correct. I've never (laughs) seen this movie. This is the first time I'm seeing Robocop 2. This is obviously one that you said you've seen before. I saw in the theater. And it's one of them. It's it's like Predator 2 for me. I see it like once. I watch it like once every four years. Okay. Once every five years. Something like that. I always enjoy it. I always enjoy RoboCop one more. I always enjoy Predator one more, but I won't stop watching RoboCop two mm-hmm. or Predator two if they're on, you know, TV yeah. or something. Okay, that's kind of my stance that's on it. Okay, and Fair. truthfully, <laughs> probably since the movie theater, this has probably been the most that I've intently watched RoboCop two. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and I gotta say, I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. And I think you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you might be right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we will definitely break down all the reasons. <laughs> that I'm an idiot. Yeah, why yeah. you're an idiot. Uh, so RoboCop, you know, he gets out. He ends up kind of, you know, fucking up the, the guys that, you know, just kind of shot him up. But, you know, he interrogates one of them to try and find out where this nuke stuff is. So he's he's really trying to clean up the streets. He's looking for Kane. He's looking for nuke. That's that's pretty much his entire the directive yeah. at this point. Yep. Uh, and so he finds this facility and he's kind of like, Walking through it, he's just uh, kind of scoping out the place a little bit, but just kind of like walking through it so that he gets in easy enough. Um, and so he's looking around. We see kind of like this sleazy guy who obviously has something to do, running maybe the business side of it. His name is Katzo. We don't even really hear his name ever, um, but he's got a kid standing next to him who we find out later is named Hob, um, who that kid, did you recognize him at all? I did not. You did not. Okay, I did immediately. Uh, his he? name's Gabriel Damon. Okay. He is Spot Conlon in the Newsies, which is a movie that I love. We we went over it. That was he, uh, you, the one you had your sister on, right? Yep, exactly. And he also did the voice of Littlefoot in Land Before Time. Cool. Those are his uh, main credits. That M- I my note on him was he's fantastic and fucking he's better than Eddie Furlong. Like, yeah. you know, like, why didn't yeah, they, they use sh- him instead? They should have hired him. If they had him instead of it in, uh, Eddie Furlong, that would have been a nicer movie, thinking yeah. about it. if He is a better actor. Uh, I, I felt like his he and, was better than his character had any right for that kid actor to yeah. be. Like, he should have been shitty. He was that, honestly probably my favorite villain. If, if he was... But John Connor, that would have been pretty damn cool. Yeah, thinking about it, but I don't know. I don't know. They went with they went with the kid who is ugh, the screechiest voice. I know. Uh, but at this point, I don't hate Eddie. <laughs> no, no, it's so yeah. nostalgic at this it's point. It's still like, the best I can't of those picture, movies. I can't picture another version of it. <laughs> no. You know? Yeah. Uh, all right. So RoboCop is kind of just going through the facility. There's a firefight that happens. Uh, some people escape. Uh, we see Office Officer Lewis arrives and. Uh, one of the things that pissed me off, maybe not the most, the thing that pissed me off the most, but she, Ro- we saw Robocop lock this door, and he just kind of, like, puts this little chain on this on this door handle. She goes and, like, opens it up, but she opens, so it's one of those, like, a chain lock. And if you know how those work, they work by stopping the door when it starts to open. They don't lock the actual door handle. It's not like a deadbolt that even, like, stops it from opening. She unlocks, she pulls it out, pulls this pin out. And then they can open up the door fully. Like, that's not how that fucking works. 
I love how you have a problem with that, but you don't have a problem with Robocop sneaking up on those two guys. First off, why were two guys going into the, the freezer, yeah. first off, with guns? And then second, Robocop was just behind them. Does he have stealth mode? Do, like, little pads <laughs> appear on his boots? Because every time you hear Robocop, it's like, and then, boom, all of a sudden he sneaks up on two dudes like fucking Solid Snake yeah. and Metal Gear Solid. It's insane. I will believe that more, that he has a stealth mode more than uh, that lock <laughs> so doesn't it, lock the door that way. So then if he has a stealth mode, he just chooses never yeah. to use it. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> My lock-hating issues aside, we see Robocop runs into the kid, and the kid has a gun on hand, and you're kind of like surprised by that. You're really surprised by the line that he delivers to Robocop right here, and he says... You can't kill a kid, can you, fucker? And you just you get the, you get fucker. that fucker out of his mouth, and you're just like, holy shit! He says fucker a lot yeah. too. It's great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is the first time, so it's kind of a shock. But like, you, you see later on, and you'll see he's more of a badass, and he's like really in control of a lot of the situations. Um, but do you uh, remember per our our RoboCop uh, episode what year the RoboCop cartoon came out? Uh, I want to say it was 88. I think it was the next year. So so this came out afterwards. Yeah. It's clearly a hard R. Mm-hmm. Where did that cartoon fit? And like, like yeah. how did they anyone even like yeah. green like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm fairly certain it was it was 88 and I think it either ended in late 88 or early 89. So this was like the cartoon had its run and was finished and they I think they realized they weren't going to continue the uh, the child animation after that, but then RoboCop three drops down to a PG thirteen uh, and yeah. it sucks fucking balls. <laughs> True. So it's like w- no one has like a direction for this franchise. Yeah, yeah. I want to know why they thought you know if they they made enough money in RoboCop two to go for another one, why they thought making it a, you know PG thirteen and I- lesser would be the better option. They did that also with um, Expendables more, much more recently. Which the third, and that's the why third I one was awful. To, I refuse to. I do not support ever a PG thirteen sequel. I do yeah. not. And I hated the fact that Aliens vs Predator, the first one, was PG thirteen. I was like, how do you take two hard R movies, yeah. merge them together, and they become <laughs> PG thirteen? You're the worst, Hollywood. You're the worst. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but something fairly interesting. Uh, once uh, the kid shoots RoboCop in the head, it doesn't really stun him, but it does make him like think. He has a flashback to his own kid, or like just kind of seeing him, which was fairly interesting. And and then we have a scene of uh, the kind of this hostage situation where this guy is holding a baby, and he's gonna and he's pretty much holding it hostage. It reminded me a little bit of the rape scene uh, from or the attempted rape scene where he shoots the guy. Right, in the this dick is through ball shooting two point Exactly, this is, this is this movie's version of that. Yeah, yeah, where instead of a you know a female, it's a baby that this guy is holding a gun against, uh, and instead of targeting like around the baby, he ricochets it because he's kind of like you know not pointing the gun to to. To well, try so, and so, seem... so Robocop has yeah. his arms out, yes. you know, kind of like, like, I'm not going to shoot you sort of thing, because the guy's like, you know, don't shoot me, I'll kill the baby. And but, uh, what the guy doesn't know is Robocop's gun is pointing at a wall, like a metal door, mm-hmm. and Robocop is calculating. He's doing the gun kata from yeah. Equilibrium yeah. with Christian Bale. God, yes, I Dude, have seen that one. Yep, yep. So, he's, he's, so Robocop is doing gun kata. I think, gun, I think Equilibrium... It fucking ripped off Robocop 2, bro. It's possible. Because, yeah, exactly. He does so this he whole bank shot. Yeah, he bank shots. He ricochets the bullet off the wall. And hits, it hits the guy in the head. And then Lewis grabs the baby. I thought yeah. that was kind of cool. I thought that, that was, was a cool little scene. Yeah, a little it was. scenario. It was. I, I, I didn't even really feel the stakes were all that high on well, it. I think we knew it was coming. You know, yeah. like, as, as a viewer, you know RoboCop's not going to fail in this yes. one. Yeah. <laughs> what if he 
<laughs> it's just all of a sudden the baby dies. We're like, oh, oh, this is that kind of movie, huh? Could have gone, gone dark. Um, it does start to get a little dark on this next scene, though, because you see him basically driving by his old wife's place. Getting he's, real weird he's, and stalkery. Exactly. He's basically stalking her, and she obviously she knows about it. I mean, she is having issues with it. This movie is set one year after the events of Robocop, they say at one point. Uh, and so, I mean, I'm, I'm, cool. I, I missed that. Actually, okay. it's, it's it's not till much later that they mention it. Okay, because um, there there's a whole scene in like OCP where they're like, it's been a year since we introduced RoboCop. Now we're gonna have to bring in 2.0 or something. They say it's a very quick line, uh, but that that stuck with me. So her husband has not been dead very long, and so she's still probably getting over that. And so seeing this robot guy with the face of her her dead husband is freaking her out obviously so do you think at this point she knows that robocop is alex murphy's face oh yeah okay yeah. so she knows and, that yes, yeah yeah and i think that's why she is calling the the police and um you know basically she's we find out there she's suing the, the police uh because robocop is being super stalkery yeah but i'm i'm quite certain that she knows it's it's Alan Murphy, Alex Murphy's face because there's no surprise uh, in the upcoming scene where she goes to talk to him. Right from her, it's just kind of like other than the shock of sort of seeing it up close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but as as we mentioned, so the next scene we get this Dick kind of like lawyer guy talking to RoboCop. He's the he's the main bad lawyer for OCP essentially. Yeah. So he's like essentially number two bad guy. Yeah, uh, and. Basically, what he does is he gets Robocop to admit that he's not human. Now, the whole that's kind of what he says. That's kind of you know, he's like, Do you think you could ever be a husband to her? I mean, what can you offer her? Companionship? Love? A man's love? No. Roll tape. Are you Alex Murphy? No. Are you human? No. You are simply a machine. I am a machine. Nothing more. Nothing more. Dude, Peter Weller does a lot of fantastic yes. fucking acting in that. You can literally see his soul breaking. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to hug RoboCop so bad. <laughs> you're, he, you're dead on. You're dead. Yeah. <laughs> probably, I mean, honestly, probably the best scene in the movie. It, it was. And I wish that they kind of kept that style going. They get rid of that completely. And they kind of like, they don't really do much of like the humanity in RoboCop well, that's, really much anymore. But that like, was my note. That, that was intense. That, that, I wish that was a B storyline throughout this entire yeah. movie. And I think it was, it was a little bit more in Frank Miller's original script. Like mm. there was a little bit more to that. Yeah. But truthfully, that was probably the most interesting part of the movie because it really gets into RoboCop's character, whether he is human or not. Um, and it was... It was it was hands down the most emotion you see yeah. come out of RoboCop and yeah. Peter Weller. It's fan fucking tastic. It is, and I just I wish I wish it kept going. I wish it was like a B or a C storyline or something. I absolutely, I agree. Um, and, and so his wife comes in, and you know, RoboCop he he decides to kind of be like an asshole to her. Not, I mean, he's basically saying for her own good, for her own good. Yeah, exactly. He's doing it because he knows she needs to get over him, and so he says. Your husband's dead. You know they they put this 
face on here to to honor him, but I am not Alex Murphy. Uh, you know, he, I'm just he a makes robot. her touch her his lips, yeah. and, and she says, "Oh, it's cold." Mm-hmm. You know, and that is because it's just a it's just flesh and muscle pulled over like actually a metallic skeleton. I think that if you shot like say RoboCop like in the cheek, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be bone underneath. It would be just metal. I disagree. Okay. I, I think cuz you they, think they used part of his skull right absolutely. there. Absolutely. Okay. They've got I think they've got part of his facial structure. They've got his, some of his brain in there. I think it's all encased. I think it's all mimicry. Okay. To, to, and truthfully, like it, from a it, point of view of for his own sanity, because he couldn't be looking in a mirror, okay. to, and not see his own face. Yeah. So, so they basically rebuilt some muscle to give him like able to move. I can agree with that, but it's his, really just robot yeah, underneath for his own sanity. It's, I can agree with that, which is what they get into another yeah, another do. B storyline that I thought would be cool if they kept going with it, which we'll we'll get to yes. in a little bit. Yeah, is but, the whole humanity of uh, like what it takes. To be RoboCop, and and truthfully, again, that's an even more fascinating story than anything else. Like, what does it take mentally to handle that? Like, to be RoboCop, to be yeah. a human trapped in that robotic hell, <laughs> you know, dude, it's, it's uh, fucking deep. Bro. It's, yeah, it's intense. They get some moments of depth in this. Film, uh, yeah, I but agree. it's very short. It's, it's short lived. Very short, very shallow, but but they're there. They tried. They yeah. tried to put. I, I like to believe it was Irvin Kershner trying to do something special. Yeah, and they they blew their load too quickly because this is way too early in the scene. And then and this is the best scene in the movie. And yeah. then we're kind of like move on from it, and that's that. Agreed, hundred percent agreed. Unfortunate. Yeah. So <laughs> let's let's get Indeed. on through the rest of the movie, <laughs> guys. This it's, is it. This is the best part. We've it's peaked. Over. We yeah. have already peaked. We peaked in high school, right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we cut to the OCP office. We kind of meet this very young mayor, uh, kind of which that was kind of interesting. <laughs> The, the actor, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure I was sold on him. Yeah. But even as a kid, I always thought he was a little silly, a little goofy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I always thought he was kind of silly. He was. But uh, we see Johnson there, the, uh, one of the guys who was... Um, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking um, um, Miguel Fuhrer's character. Yeah, what the exactly. fuck is his name? Uh, but yeah, Johnson was, was his right-hand yes, man that exactly. was sitting in the, the... Yeah, so now Johnson's basically bumped up because yeah. Miguel Fuhrer's character died. Yes, and so yeah, we see him. Uh, we also see the old man. He's returned, same actor. It's same actor, right? Same actor. Okay. Uh, so they're both back. They're still in the company. And we're actually kind of already seeing that the old man is a crude businessman. We're just going to get like you know bits of that, uh, which you don't see at all in the first movie. But it makes sense. He's like the... Oh, he's the he runs and you know he runs all of OCP, which is a ruthless. It wasn't all just Dick Wolf. That's not Dick Wolf. Dick uh, Jones. Dick Jones. Yeah. Sorry, Dick Wolf yeah. is the Law and Order guy. <laughs> <laughs> Dick, yeah, Dick. It's not all Dick Jones. I mean, the old man obviously is. Uh, is I mean, obviously, it's it's one of those corporations. The buck yeah. stops with him. He knows what's going yeah. on, but he's so well protected. And yeah, it does make sense, but. It, it's sad that he kind of lost his sweetness in the first movie. Yeah. And that was all his character really had, you know? Yes, it was. But yeah. it's okay. I, I, did, I did like seeing more of OCP. Yeah. Um, and we see that they're kind of show, showing some of the different versions of their RoboCop 2 project. I thought uh, this part was really cool. I thought it was funny. Yeah, uh, it was comical. I wouldn't funny. call it cool. It had the opportunity to be cool, but it's it was interesting. I mean, the the designs were awful. Yeah, like they made RoboCop one look so cool, and even Ed Two Hundred Nine look really cool. Like these, all these other designs, all of the other designs, including what ends up being RoboCop two, all look like crap in comparison. Oh, you didn't like RoboCop two? Oh no, he didn't look good at oh, all. Oh no, <laughs> he looked terrible. 
Oh, you I thought he looked cool. I mean, and two oh nine looks so much better than he does. But but I would say that Robocop two looks more formidable than Ed two oh nine. Looks more capable than Ed two oh Ed two nine. Ed two oh nine. I don't know what happened You're to my voice. Fucking nor'easter kind <laughs> yeah, of guy. Something happened, um, dude. I, but okay, we'll get to Robocop two, and sadly, which we don't see till like minute. Well, like, yeah, like we have twenty minutes left in the movie um, yeah. of of a almost two hour movie. This is Robocop's magnum opus. Is it? I don't know. Is it, uh, uh, no. no, it is two. It, I mean, it is, is it a long hour movie. Yeah, it's a long movie. Uh, not really. I mean, two hours isn't all that long. It, it felt long to me. That's for sure. Because <laughs> uh, I thought RoboCop 2 looked stupid. And all these designs looked really bad. But what they kind of bring in is that all the human you know, parts, all the brains that they're putting into the, into these different machines, they're going insane. They can't handle it. There was something special about Alex Murphy as to why he worked in the first robocop that they're not getting with these other ones yeah and in this they kind of imply that he has a strong sense of duty because of his i think irish catholic background they're like he has a very strong sense (laughs) of family and duty and it's like okay sure that kept him alive i guess (laughs) Guess so uh but we meet uh juliet fax who's a psychologist who is uh kind of i mean i we i saw from reading the comic there's a character pretty much like her right. uh, in that one, but she's much better done in the comic book than she is in this movie. She seems yeah, a lot more hollow than the original script, and then she, in the original script, turned out to be, she inserted herself into yes. RoboCop 2, so it was almost like her, her consciousness, so it was almost like that you know she became the, the big bad. Yeah. This was very much a hollow shell of that character. Yep, exactly. Though um, she was kind of 80s hot, though. Oh, yeah, I agree. She's definitely an attractive actress. Um, one of the funny things that I thought I, I thought so she's a psychologist or psychiatrist or whatever, uh, and she's talking about like the brain or, or or why Alex Murphy worked compared to other people. Uh, and Johnson does, says a line to her like, "With all due respect, your field is psychology, not robotics." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's why she's talking about the brain." Yeah, like, no. she's, like. Yeah, he. She's saying she's talking about exactly her fucking field of knowledge, Johnson. You, you just shut up. <laughs> I, I really wish the the guy who played Johnson, like the care, the actor, yeah. like actually made a note on that. I, I kind of hope that he did and would have been like, "Hey guys, I think this is actually wrong. Uh, I don't know who wrote this, but like." She yeah. is actually talking about psychology and not robotics. <laughs> you want me to say you, this? Do you still? Do you guys still want me to say this? Oh, okay. you do, or Mr. Kirshner? Do you, you do? Okay, I'll say it. It's wrong though. We all yeah. we all agree. It's yeah. wrong. Great. <laughs> no, I'm with you on that one, buddy. I, my ears perked up. I think I was making a note for something else, and like I my I like did one of those things where I look up and I'm like, well, that's not right yeah. at all. And then no. I just look back down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, RoboCop finds that kid named Hob, and he's kind of distributing nuke around this arcade kind of thing. Um, we see this corrupt cop. Uh, his name's Duffy. That he's there, and uh, you know what? He looked hmm. like a the as an actor. He looked like a traditional like '80s scumbag. You yeah, know? like like one of those like maybe a dad that beats their kids on a TV show. That's what he looked oh, like. <laughs> okay, he just looked like a you know like. A guy who, in my opinion, probably played like high school football, but he lost, you know, uh, just a lot of quality, and he gained a lot of weight. Yeah, from and he didn't beer. know what he was doing. He's he's Al Bundy, but yeah. not skinny. Yeah, exactly, but definitely not skinny. Uh, he he looked a lot like um, you watch Always Sunny, 
right? Yeah. Um, Ponderosa. Ponderosa, yeah, exactly. He, he was exactly like yeah. Ponderosa. <laughs> he looked like Ponderosa, bro. Ponderosa's the new Duffy. Because that's the exact same kind of character, yeah, though. Like, same character. <laughs> So. Maybe there, maybe this is holy shit. Maybe RoboCop and uh, Sonny are a shared universe, and Duffy is Ponderosa's scumbag dad. I, they would fit. That would fit so well, <laughs> dude. That's oh. it. That's my theory. Yeah. RoboCop goes into this arcade, and there's all these kids, and he says, uh, they give RoboCop too many fucking funny, like comical lines. They're not funny because I didn't laugh, but he walks in, and it, I, you know, maybe I chuckled at this one, and he goes. Isn't this a school day? One of the things I thought was strange was, I mean, at this point, RoboCop's exploits should be pretty well known. You know, he's a fuck, he doesn't fuck around. Like, he will stop whoever he needs to, and he'll shoot whoever he needs to. But all these kids are, like, throwing shit at him and, like, making fun of him and, like, yelling at him. It's like... Is no one afraid of RoboCop right now? Like, maybe that's just because the the I th- I Detroit has gotten a, so crazy. I think that and, like, you know, you're in a group of people. I think when yeah. you're in a group of, like, 30 people, like, adrenaline is running. Fuck RoboCop, man. Yeah. Throw popcorn at him. He ain't going to do nothing. <laughs> that's <laughs> what not, I say. I guess not. Uh, RoboCop and Lewis bust up the arcade because, you know, they see that the nuke is around there. What I don't like here is Hob, the kid, gets the drop on Lewis and starts, like, choking her out. And that pissed me off because Lewis is an utter badass. We saw in the first movie, her introduction, she's kicking the crap out of some guy. And then... Well, someone does get the drop on her in the first one as well. Yeah, but I don't know. It's I don't different. know if Lewis this, is actually that good of a guy. No, she beats the crap out of a guy in that first scene that we see her. And, you know, she is, she's good. And now she fights a guy and a kid. Yeah, but... I mean, I can fight a kid, but... <laughs> Yeah, I could totally beat up a kid. I could beat up two kids at once. Yeah. I don't know about three, but two, sure. <sighs> okay, never mind. Uh, but I, I don't know. I just he's like choking her out, and I I didn't like that because it just it made her seem more helpless than I feel like she should be. But anyway, that's my issue with it. In the comics, she was insanely Ooh, capable. She yeah. she fought one of those OCP security guards with a knife and killed him. So real quick, in the original script, uh, or you know, aka the comic now, they since since they took cops are on strike, OCP put out these like essentially these mercenaries, which mm-hmm. is really timely to like nowadays it's almost like they hire blackwater to patrol detroit mm. and these guys are but of course they should portray them as real like scumbags you know type of like ex-military yeah. guys and uh but lewis fights one dude like hand to hand with a fucking knife and guts his fucking ass she is a badass in the comic yeah she is she's she's really cool she's Drawn a little bit more um, voluptuous than yeah, she probably yeah. is. That artist is fantastic, but he's a bit, it's a bit, yeah, misogynistic. Because yeah. during the course of the fight, her clothes get completely yeah. torn off. Yeah. So the, so the, I, I guess you could say that's probably in line with how it's supposed to be, you know, thematically. Not in uh, real life, but thematically to RoboCop, you know. Yeah, Everything's yeah. exploitative. Yeah, definitely, it definitely it, is that. But it, it doesn't jive with, like, sort of 2019 no. sensibilities, you know. No, no. It was just like, yeah, dude wrote this. That's yeah. for sure. And a dude drew this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but uh, RoboCop interrogates Duffy, the corrupt cop, and we get information about where Kane, this you know nuke terrorist, is. Yeah, RoboCop's still after Kane. Yep. Um, but uh, the thing that bothers me is pretty much the last we saw, Lewis was like 
still getting choked out or she was like not doing great. Well, she, she got up and chased she after got up and chased him, but, but she, the next scene, Robocop is just driving yes. by himself to go get Kane. So he yeah, just there's a time his, jump. He ditched his partner, his partner. Like that, yeah. what the fuck? There probably was a scene that they had like, where she okay, went to go book somebody yeah. or take Duffy and she, it must've been her booking Duffy or something. Yeah, let's go with that. But it was at a two hour movie. They were, they were like, all right, cut that scene. We don't need another three minutes of Lewis booking Duffy and just have Robocop go there. We'll get the gist that Lewis was left behind. Well, I didn't get the gist at the time because she's his partner <laughs> yes. I, 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 I agree with you she I, should be I totally there. i totally agree that now, she granted, was with him when they went in the first movie yeah. to everywhere that you know he needed to try and track down like yeah it, that was is weird but if she did go she probably would have gotten killed and yeah. they needed robocop by himself to you know what happens next. yeah so but whatever um apparently kane's like in this old factory kind of thing and i honestly i i thought was this the same factory that Alex Murphy died in? No, no, different. It, it, they, they took some time to, like, kind of set up that this was a factory. They kind of had these shots, like, you know, as RoboCop was trying to, starting to, like, get in there, it, they made it seem like it might have been. It probably wasn't, but it just, I don't know. It, when they blew up his car, you mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, they, even just, like, slow shots of the head before that. No, that was, because that was right on the dock. That was right on water. Yeah, it was. And, it and was. The, it's the not the same spot, was, yeah. It kind of it felt like well, just, I, that's I Detroit man. I thought of it. <laughs> Factories. I, I thought it was, but yeah. So I mean, it's industrial town. Yeah. So um, a weird thing that I thought was funny. Uh, was, I guess it was funny. They have the body of Elvis. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I fuck? wrote a note. I never noticed in this movie Kane's museum. He also yeah. has like a guitar. He has some other things, but yeah, he has the body of Elvis in glass case. And I was watching. and I was like, huh. I don't remember this at all, and I actually paused it, and I was like, okay, it's rated R, so this isn't like a director's cut, I don't think. Um, otherwise, it wouldn't have been no, rated R. So, so I, was like, I was like, was this always in the movie? I truly don't remember. Uh, and I was like, that's weird. It is. It was very weird. Yeah. <laughs> Unnecessary. No. It doesn't add anything. It's trying to add maybe that they're just making so much money. It's a very super villain thing to do. Again, that's like Frank Miller's motif in this movie, and I yeah. never – I've always, I always knew that Frank Miller wrote this and everything – I, I guess I never noticed all these comic book similarities until this this viewing that I'm actually yep. like paying attention to, you know. So, all right. So RoboCop sees Kane, uh, and we get a line which bothered me, and all he says, uh, you know, basically, Kane says, "I'm not coming with you," and RoboCop says, "Dead or alive." I was waiting for him to say, "Dead or alive, you're coming with me." He didn't finish the line because he says that line multiple times. It was an actual, a very important line. And twice in this movie, they say like those lines, but they don't use the whole thing. And this, this, that really bothered. I went back. I actually stopped it and said, wait a minute. Did I just miss it? Maybe I just didn't hear it. And so I rewinded it. And all he said was, you, you want me? Dead or alive? One of us must die. Dead then. He didn't finish the fucking line. He's got Alzheimer's. He forgot it. He doesn't remember <laughs> anymore. Ugh, that, that bothered me. That really bothered me. But um, there's all these people have like you know new have these improved weapons, some good stuff, and they kind of they shoot off RoboCop's hand. Uh, and oh yeah, the kid uses that sniper rifle thing. Look, it's, yeah. that's a sniper rifle from the first one. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, they kind of bring it back later. Yeah. Um, but no, no, I don't think that was a sniper rifle from the first one because. It would have done an explosion. Those sniper it rifles did, did when it. he shot the when he shot at RoboCop two later yes, on. Yeah, later on, yeah. but I don't think that was the same one that the kid was shooting. Okay, with he right just now. shot his hand off with a sniper Something. rifle. Yeah, why did he keep shooting him? Yeah, but he shot his hand off. That was a, dude. That kid is a hell of a shot. <laughs> 
my god. <laughs> I, I mean, granted, Robocop's just standing there with his yeah. gun out, you know? Yeah. Uh, but but the, the it's also weird. They also they put him up on this like magnetic crane. Uh, everything about this moment just felt more comical to me than what it probably should have. I should have been fearing for RoboCop's life, you know, at this point. But right now, it's just it. I don't know the tone. The tone in this movie was all off to me. It felt comic booky, but not in a good way. It, it felt too like like the stakes weren't really that high. Yeah, and, absolutely. And it's I think it's because we blew the emotional wad for RoboCop yes. early on. That's the story, man. That was the main or not the main story. The it movie, should have been the main, the main line story. Absolutely, yeah. dude. The emotional like, like, the emotional like, arc of the entire of like RoboCop. It's like. He essentially just, it felt like it was just a leftover from the first movie. And it was like, okay, we're just going to wrap up this emotional arc of Robocop from the first movie. And then as it's ending, everyone's like, no, but that's the best fucking part. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I agree and, with you. I mean, and they're, they're everything just, yeah. about this thing felt comic booky. This scene especially, this this quote-unquote t- torture scene uh, that's coming up where they dismantle Robert, poor Robert Cop. Yeah. And it's just like, you, you know he doesn't feel pain, I guess, but then you, I guess later they say he does. Yeah. But I, I don't know, man. At the same time, if he himself has already given in to being a robot, does it really matter? I don't know. I guess that's the question mm. you're, you're supposed to ask, right? But... I don't know if all that was happening and all he wanted to do was go back and see his wife. So say like as his body's getting torn apart by these people, they're inserting flashbacks of like him thinking about his wife and his kid. That would have done something. That would have done something, but oh. they can't use that now because that arc is over. Yeah, exactly. You know? he, he already uh, just we're done with separated it. himself Ex- from that. Exactly. You're right. So Fuck. there was no like any sort of emotional connection to him. All right, we are shooting RoboCop two. A, we're shooting another run. Re Robocop. I truly believe, I mean, we know it in Frank Miller, but I think even with us, there is a better version of Robocop 2 out there. Yeah. And I think we might have like created it in the multiverse, like somewhere, mm. you know, it's out there, but we, we don't have it. We unfortunately <laughs> no, don't have we it. We do not. Um, and that's coming from someone who actually likes this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that group just disassembles Robocop completely, you know pretty much into fully different pieces and they drop him off at the uh, uh, back at the police station or OCP or something. And no, it was, it was the police station. It was, it was in front right. of the, the, ro- the yes, cops that were the striking other cops. and yep. everything. Yeah, the, you're right. Drake, you're right. another moment for Drake to shine. Yeah. yeah, but they, like, you know, one of the, like, engineers or whatever that, like, consistently works on him is basically telling us, like, oh, no, he's in pain. Like, this, you can just see it. And they have a robotic version. It's not actually... Um, Peter Weller, you see, it's very much a, a robot that they just put on Peter Weller's voice to do some stuff when, well, he, when the, he's like, the, when the, he's the half, half man. Yeah, when yeah. he's half and his helmet is off and his mouth and his eyeballs are doing all yeah. the weird shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. It, it's very noticeable to me. Yeah, um, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, and it doesn't. I, I don't. It doesn't work. It, it makes me feel less attached to him because it's like, oh. That's not Peter Weller. That's not a human. That's definitely a robot. Well, agreed, but might I say that it makes him feel the most like RoboCop because the mm. movements are so robotic. They are. That it's 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 almost a little freaky because you know underneath it's just a robot that's freaking out. Yeah. But then you learn that you know his brain is alive. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I kind of think that's a little... And I'm not going to say that they did... They, that the people who created the fake Peter Weller face, I'm not going to say that they intended it to be 
to be work perfectly like that. But I'm saying by accident, it, I think <laughs> it's better that it wasn't Peter Weller acting because the roboticness of it yeah. really solidifies that he is a robot. Okay. He's not human. Okay, that's just my take. I on was, it. The the look it of was, it was good though. It was accidental genius in my opinion. Yeah, okay. It, one of the what now? No, we're literally looking at only two moments in this movie that are, are true genius. This yeah. and then the whole like yeah. emotional thing with his wife. Yes. Uh, all right, we see Hob and Kane. Uh, they got, get Duffy, and they kind of they cut him up. They torture him because he uh, sold them out. That was pretty fucking intense, man. It was, yeah. That was definitely much more of an intense scene. It, the the, the build-up to it, Duffy pleading for his life, the the fact that... <laughs> The not the doctor, but the the main torture guys. Like, uh, you want to take the kid out of here? Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then when when Kane was like, uh, no, the torture guy was like, sure, man, that's that's that kid's funeral, yeah. you know. Yeah. But and then and just then, seeing, and then he holds, and then Kane holds the kid's he, head to watch, and and hearing Duffy scream that gurgly sort of wet scream, and then the all you see is the kid's reaction. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking well crafted scene, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's effective completely. You even see the reaction of the goons on the outside. You know, every one of them has a goddamn mustache and yeah. <laughs> they all True. look like god damn that dude's getting fucked up uh so we're gonna cut back to ocp and they're trying to find the right person to be in the next robocop uh, like you know who which, which human can actually like handle it uh we got a funny cameo like uh, so fax is going through she's believing that you it's, saw it yeah oh yeah uh so she's going through um, mugshots of, mugsh- of uh, mugshots of yeah of uh, like psychotic killers yeah. and shit like that. For some reason, she thinks this is the right route to go. I don't know. She's not a good psychologist. She's just a psychologist. Uh, but yeah, but like it's the first or second picture. It's like oh shit, that's Irving Kirshner yeah, the, right the, away. The, the very first one was Irving Kirshner, and I saw Ed Newmeyer like on uh, okay. the seventh one. Gotcha. So I, I I figured that was just crew. I think all of those shots was probably crew members. Yeah, yeah. That was probably a fun be. fun day. You know, at work taking exactly. pictures. That was probably all crew. Yep. Because you're not going to pay, you know, uh, Getty images for no. all that shit, you know? No. no. But yeah, the first one was uh, Irvin Kirshner. Yeah. Uh, right now, OCP is also reworking Robocop's directives, uh, which is something that they did in the comic book in that original script, right. um, but it's done a lot better in the original script. Uh, so they're rewriting, rewriting his directives, and opposed to, like, just his main three, he's got, like, a, a fuck ton, just absolutely shit ton. Um, and you know, Fox is kind of like, or Fax is kind of like, you know, trying to give him a bunch of these directions. Because at this point, they've repaired him. They've actually yes. put him back together. Because yeah. obviously, there's nothing that the police station could do, and the people's, uh, not the people, the um, the mechanics at the police station, mm-hmm. the technicians. Well, that's the word I was searching for. They couldn't do anything for Robocop. He was too fucked yeah. up. I mean, he was literally yeah. in pieces. Yes. So OCP puts him back together. But like, he, it's cool that he's trying to like resist the the commands. You know, the new ones. Yeah. It's 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 he's trying to hold on to it and then it just slips in another good bit of like peter weller eyeball acting yeah i mean he's you can see why he got the role because of his he can emote yeah. so much with just so little which i'm glad i'm glad that they do bring that in that he was resisting it at first because what happens later it didn't make any sense to me but at least the reminder that he was resisting early on makes sense but it's still i have issues with some stuff here story-wise sorry peter weller good actor though <laughs> peter Weller, fantastic actor <laughs> yeah so robocop returns to the station but he's all weird now uh he's like it's i mean he's super it's, super nice yeah i thought this things part like, was funny i oh, enjoyed yeah. it i i didn't because it was more of that comical kind of thing just like just i know that's what they were playing up but i just don't think it worked so okay he's, you have robocop going like Makes haste for time 
is fleeting. A rolling stone is worth two in the bush. Go fuck a refrigerator, Peckernick! Bad language makes for bad feelings. I think that's fucking genius. I think the satire they're trying to play on, like, the whole Superman. Like, they essentially uploaded, like, the Superman persona for him that he can just be cheesy and everything. Yes. I I I enjoyed that. I didn't... I don't think it worked. I don't even think on the parody side of it or the comical side of it, it it worked for me, personally. All right. um, I do like this next scene, though, where we have a Little League coach uh, is, uh, like robbing this place with his entire little league team <laughs> like they're just like a little gang it's pretty damn funny and he's like uh you know so they're robbing robocop and lewis go to you know to stop them or whatever and he's shooting at him and robocop wants to just kind of like walk up to him and like you know try and just talk him out of it or yeah because that's part of his new directive and lewis fucking shoots him square in the head which is awesome yeah okay she, and she's using robocop as a shield which yeah. is a really cool i i, I would like to have seen more of that, like more mm. tactical things where Lewis is like behind him, you know, and, and shooting at people. And I, I did think to myself, I was like, well, I mean, it does kind of make sense. He doesn't have to kill every single perp because like, for example, the guy he threw out the window in the first movie, the guy tried to be like elect as mayor or something. I was like, he clearly could have just have subdued that guy right mm-hmm. then and there. You don't have to kill him. But then I was like, okay, but then like bullets are also flying around that could hit a old, old lady or something. Yeah. I don't know, man. I I think it was definitely lame, and that dude took a bullet right to the brain yes. pan. Yeah, that did. was pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean it, that was good. Like the shot, um, but and, and I with you, I like the evil little league. Again, felt very comic booky, felt it, very Batman esque. Yes, I like the fun. idea of it. It was fun. Yeah, I, I thought on it again. I thought it went too comical uh, with you know you getting him, Robocop getting the kick me sign uh, or spray painted on his back. Here. Oh yeah, later on. Yeah, yeah, like right around, and then they just. I don't know. That kind of thing didn't work for me. But so they like are trying to. They were going to arrest the little league team, but they kind of like escape. You know, they're just little. Doesn't matter. Little shit. They're just a little little shit. They are the guy who owned the electronics store that they beat up. That the little kids beat up. He looked like the old man from Up. He didn't. Okay. You were high when you watched this, I'm sure. I was. And okay. that was this morning. I woke up, smoked well, a bowl, started watching Robocop well, 2. He didn't look anything like the guy from Up. <laughs> he was just an old white guy, and you're like, oh, they all the guy from Up. Yeah, they all look like the guy from Up. <laughs> oh, God. All right. We get uh, the sci- the scientists at the uh, station are kind of all talking about his, Robocop's new directives um, and... You know that they kind of they need to they need to stop him from they need to stop it they need to reprogram him to like his original kind of directives because they've they've lost their good RoboCop and there's like this one particular mechanic slash engineer whatever who has a strange relationship with RoboCop I feel like I think the, she, the, the female the one female one well, I think she kind of likes him or I feel like she would they were kind of was that the girl in the first movie with the big glasses they kissed him on the you know oh. at the, the, the New Year's Eve party yeah, they, I don't think it was the same actress think, no, but, maybe but same. I feel like they were hmm. trying to say that that was the same character why I, I don't know if she had the glasses or not but yeah, she no, clearly like cared more about robocop yeah. she was the only sort of technician that's like an advocate sort of for robocop everyone yeah. sort of treats him as a robot she seems to actually care again this is but unfortunately this is a storyline that goes nowhere which would have been a more yes. interesting story if like what if like 
fucking her and RoboCop's ex-wife had to team up to rescue, like, to get RoboCop, like, out of the precinct. Like, I don't know, man. There's something there with the characters that exist that you can actually piece together, like, a, a more interesting story. I will say this. When you saw all the directives that are cluttering up RoboCop's brain, they're all, like, catchphrases, you know? Mm, yeah. Did you notice yeah, that? Yeah. They're all just, like, it's gobbledygook garbage bullshit. Cheesy like, stuff. Cheesy stuff to, like, feel better. And it's really, it's just, it, it's just... It's how it is now, just a bombardment of slogans like coming at us, yep. like in, in, you know, all on Instagram, all on Facebook, just, just slogans, 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 to the point where he was just garbled by it, which I think is kind of a metaphor yeah. for, for how it, like now, like, yeah, but we I mean, just get garbled by these metaphors. Probably, what, probably, it's probably saying something about, you know, ad slogans and like just kind of like the fakeness of that society, even from back in like 1990. Yeah. Um, but it just, it didn't. I don't know. I still didn't find it. I didn't think it worked. I didn't think it was all that good. Well, and- it's it's hard to watch something like it now because w- when you see them work on him and f- the stuff that they do, they're like, okay, upload this. He literally takes this weird device and, like, moves it, and that's how, like, the upload would happen. This is all just a laptop, guys. Like, yeah. you, you don't push buttons yeah. on, on outside <sighs> devices. It's all – it would all just be I, on a laptop. I'm going to be – very frank that it pissed me off that we didn't see his like uh, computer spike at all in this movie. yeah i agree with you well, i was waiting for that thing to come back it was, i was I mean, waiting it was like they forgot about it yeah exactly agreed like, it, it, was, it was a agreed. cool looking thing i mean hell he used it to kill bodiger like it, it was a really fucking cool thing and it, it agreed just, it just, they got rid agreed. of it yep all right 100% agree. uh and this is something that really pissed me off as well is so at this point robocop is you know under all these directives and then all of a sudden, he just gets up, walks out, goes to this fucking electric panel, shocks himself. Well, I mean, she, he overheard because like, how, he they, they, they say, how are we going to like erase this? Yes. She's like, okay, we can either remove the hardwire, but like that would kill yeah, him, it's... or send X amount of volts through him that and hope that his insulation holds, but it'll probably kill him. He gets up. Yeah, but it's like that's what I'm going to do. Exactly. But he in this in in my opinion, right now he's brainwashed. And Not, so, no, that's his humanity coming back. He still guess, had a, he still had a little bit of free will when he said to Lewis when he was like something's wrong when he yeah. said it earlier when he was giving Miranda okay. to the dead guy. Fair enough. He yeah. knows something's wrong. Yeah. he can't. He it's there. It's him fighting to okay. come back. Now, granted, this whole storyline of him being oh, it's brainwashed, so quick. it's so quick. Like this would have been. This should have been again another ongoing, overarching. Yeah. Like arc, like uh, this should have been the A storyline. The, the in him fighting the programming should have been the A storyline. Him stalking his wife should have been been the B storyline. And and you know what I mean. And insert RoboCop two in the middle there. But like we're getting these weird chunks of things happening. We're almost like a, a two hour movie feels like a small season of a TV show in that there's these little mini arcs and it doesn't actually have an overarching, um, you know, like one cohesive thing that like a movie has. Holy shit, bro. That's probably because Frank Miller is a comic book writer. He writes in segments. It's because (laughs) comics themselves, they have to have little mini climaxes like in each one. Otherwise, you're going to get bored. It's not like a movie where there's this like big up going like, you know, upward, you know, momentum. So I I think... Again, Robo- RoboCop is very much yeah. sort of hindered by a comic book creator. Pos- yeah, I mean, 
this entire storyline, which should be a big storyline, is done in three scenes. Yeah. Literally, it's yeah. fucking three scenes. And it's over. That's and it. Yeah, and then we don't have to worry about it again. Whereas him fighting it, it would have been more triumphant when he got up out of the chair. You know, that was, yeah. that was what you missed. That's why you were like, oh, I don't get this. It's stupid. Like, it would have been more triumphant if that was over the course of, like, maybe 40 minutes of him fighting his programming, yeah. then powdering in little little pits that he's, like, getting his memory back. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, all of a sudden, he's like, I can do yeah, yeah, that something. would have been a cheerable moment here we didn't have enough time to sit with it it was just here and gone and he was he was silly for most of it and then that was it but i yeah. think what they were going for was him that was his choice that he made you know yeah. to get up and do it but i liked I after so. he fried himself now he has no more directives left not yeah, even nothing. the three prime ones he's got full free will he is fully free willed and i, I again I feel like that's something that's sort of glossed over for the rest of the movie. But at this it point, is, absolutely. At, at this point, moving forward, he's a cop by choice. Yeah. He doesn't have to be. He can literally just go walk away and go, guys, I'm done here. Oh, wait, I quit, guys. Well, he which, doesn't have to. He which is full does, choice. does tie into, you know, his he's very honorable, honorable yep. all that kind yep. of stuff. Which is actually which very, it's, a, it's a part of his character. Which yeah. is, it's a very good character moment. Yeah. But I, I think it's glossed over the fact that it's, it's a little throwaway thing that he has now full free will. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That is cool, because uh, you were talking about Frank Miller's writing style and why it doesn't work as well in this movie because you're getting some sto- short storylines. I wonder if uh, why it does work in Sin City. I very much enjoy Sin City, but you're getting a whole ensemble cast and you're jumping between storylines. You're getting a little bit here, then you go to something else, and then you can maybe come back or you go to another one. Yep. And then, like, so you only get little, little story. bits of story yep. from each one. Like if you just do one person's story throughout that entire movie, it is probably just like a ten minute thing. Uh, but it's just cut up the way that they have it and it's a whole bunch of different storylines that the way they they do this where all of this is happening to Robocop, but it's these little chunks and it feels like it's too fast and it's like yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. I mean, I will not take away the fact that Frank Miller's a fantastic comic book writer. But movie-wise, I mean, we even saw it in The Spirit. That didn't do well. Mm -hmm. He wrote and directed that. That didn't do well at all. I I think he's a genius, but I think sometimes, like, comic book writing does not translate into the sensibilities of cinema. Yeah. I would absolutely agree. That's a fucking quote right there. (laughs) All right. Uh, So now we're back with uh, Kane and his group. And we see that they have a bunch of different uh, nuke that they're trying to create. And, uh, well, actually, is this this is where we get Frank Miller. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so we just talk about Yeah, him. we were just talking about Frank Miller. That was a botched segue. But yeah. uh, we were, the so the guy, I guess his, his technician or his chemist. His chemist, that's, yeah. That's creating he's, yeah, his, Kane's he, chemist. He's not credited, but he, he's, they, well, call, they call him, him Frank, Frank the, and the it's, chemist. It's fucking Frank Miller. Yeah. So just so you guys know, that's, that's Frank Miller's cameo in the movie. Mm-hmm. Which actually, he did a damn good job. Yeah, he was fine. Yeah. Uh, well, you know that, what? Wait, real quick. Uh, yeah. Irvin Kirshner's a good fucking director, I think. I think what you see here i think what you see in this movie and just like empire strikes back as opposed to like prequel stuff you know lucas directing and everything you see Irvin kirstner is a good fucking director he can get yes. the emotions out but i don't blame any of the faults on this movie on him i blame the faults on this movie are script faults yeah truthfully yeah they, because all the points that you is. and i've talked about that we actually enjoyed are character moments and those yeah. are the director yeah you know Fair and I, I think him with like empire helped with like all the special effects he was probably chosen because empire it allowed, yeah. he knows how to use special effects put them into movies and you know competently do them i mean don't get me wrong these were no ilm special effects <laughs> no. but he knows how to shoot like yeah. a suit he knows how to shoot weird shit you know like robocop and stuff yeah, yeah. That, that's i think it's a good point um 
something that did bother me, and this has nothing nothing to do with really anything, but Kane, who's like the leader of this whole nuke thing, he's I don't like it when my drug lords are big time users, <laughs> and Kane is like a huge, obviously addicted to nuke, which is why she, the, the the psychiatrist chose him because yes. of his addiction. She knows she can control but, him, but like I can't trust that he would actually be a good drug lord. If he's just like just itching for his fix the entire time, I'm gonna have to be on the opposite side of that coin, man. <laughs> I like the scene where he he does the new batch, like it's Blue Dream. It's it's like a blue one or something, right? So he does the new batch, shoots it into his neck, and he's like, Frank, Benzedrine's got my teeth wiggling. Cut it with scopolamine, five mil per. Yes, sir. And I liked, I loved the yeah. fact that he could assess what it needed by how the symptoms were reacting on his uh-huh. person. Come on, man. That was a fucking cool scene. <laughs> I don't know. I just think if I was a drug lord, I wouldn't want to use up my product. I'd, and I, and I'd You're want to be, 100% right. I'd you want are to be 100% on the ball. right. So I wouldn't want to be fucking around my brain when I'm trying to stay away from the cops, trying to, like, you know... You're not wrong, bro. Yeah. You're not wrong. But I liked how I did like how he could like analyze the drug by yes, using that it. Yes, that was solid. I agree. All right. So, well, the cops make it go to this facility. Uh, there's firefighting going on. Honestly, I feel this was maybe their attempt to recreate the warehouse firefight from the first movie. That was Robocop, which was really badass. There was good music on it. Oh, the, the dance one. The dance, the dance one. number. Yes. Robocop's dance number. Exactly. And they, now there was no segment just like that, but I feel like this was their closest moment to that. Well, I even wrote down Robocop. They tried to have him do a little robo dancing in this one, but it wasn't it, quite no, there. Wasn't but yeah, I 100% agree with you. This was their um, warehouse shootout yeah. scene because that was a standout scene in the first movie. Yes. They probably had bullet points. We need another good yeah. shootout scene, yep. but the dancing was this, not there. No, they also didn't have a good score going on right here. No. Now, like, I'm, I'm not going to really mention the the composer again because the, there's nothing about the score that that did I don't anything even for remember me. it to be truthful. It's fully, it's fully underutilized. They sure they not underutilized. They didn't. They they needed more score. Period, and they just didn't didn't do it. And this, I think, this scene lacked partly because it wasn't scored fully, but also it was just like it wasn't um, it wasn't a good dance. Like there there was like yeah, there was there was a whole thing about that one that just flowed so well that you get none of that in this scene the, i mean the first it was so much fun yeah so much fun yeah. and then this one has like lewis doing weird shit like climbing rafters to shoot a guy and stuff yeah. i'm like okay it, they, they were trying to make it into something bigger than it needed to be and they just did it wrong they did they did uh but kane is like escaping in this armored car and uh robocop is you know, clutching onto the front of it at one point, he kind of almost yeah, gets like run bad. It is. It looked really bad. It was really fucking cheesy. Anytime Robocop is hanging off of something is never a good <laughs> yeah. look for Robocop. No. no. Um, and he ends up getting like thrown off of the truck and he hops on a motorcycle. Uh, at least, at least they got Robocop on a motorcycle before Terminator was on the motorcycle in Terminator two. Cause they were like trying to make it look, and he would look cool in a motorcycle. Honestly, if RoboCop had like a very heavy modified motorcycle, he yeah, would look, look cool. He would look cool in it. I thought that too. I was like, you know what? They should have. Someone should have fucking made a RoboCop motorcycle. Yes. Seriously, yeah. he looked. He did not look cool when he was standing up. He looked a little stiff, but when he was actually sitting on it, he actually looked pretty fucking awesome. Yep. 
but eventually Robocop gets to Kane, and Kane is almost dead at this point. He's not actually Well, he dead. fucking launches himself he, right into his fucking yes, face. Yes, he does. I mean, that was... The way he fucking was, takes out Kane yes. was fucking fantastic. Yeah. I wasn't even going to mention it, but yes, he... he <laughs> really? They, do a, they have a whole flying, chicken... You, flying Robocop. Chicken <laughs> flying Robocop. You're not going to even mention it. Where the armored car and Robocop's motorcycle uh, have a chicken fight, and, he, you know, Robocop... Gets launched gets right launched into the windshield. Into, as he was wanting, obviously, and that's how he catches Kane, uh, but all right, it was cool. Fine, fair enough. That was cool. Uh, but F- Fax wants to get a new brain for this RoboCop two, and sh- surprise, guess who she wants to put in there? Uh, Kane, partly because he's a drug addict, and she thinks they can control him by giving him doses of of this nuke. Yeah, that but he loves. yet she rattles off like God, God symptoms or, or God, uh, fucking what's the term for it? God complex. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, why would you give somebody with a God <laughs> complex a fucking Gatling gun for an arm? Yeah, yeah, she's not the brightest. Uh, at this point, we get a funny commercial, and I, and I don't want to bring it up because I do think it was funny. It was the Sunblock 5000 commercial. That was a good one. That was a very it was good commercial good. Uh, with uh, Fabiana Udenio is the model. In that cur- in that commercial, that person was a lot of vagina from um, uh, Austin Powers, the first oh, Austin Powers. Oh, I th- I thought she looked familiar. Yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. That helps. Yeah, no, that was a very funny commercial. It was, it was, I, I like yeah. that one better than the car commercial in the first one. Yes, this one was because the ozone layer is gone. And did you notice that Surgeon General's warning? Is that if you use that Sunblock 5000, it gives you skin cancer? No, I didn't notice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. So you get skin cancer either, either way. way. It's oh, hilarious. That, all right, that is funny. I missed that, but that is good. All right, so we, the doctors uh, they take Kane's brain, uh, and we get this really ridiculous shot of his brain in like this glass jar with the eyes bro, still attached. Bro, hold on, please, please, please. We're glossing over the surgery scene <laughs> yeah. of her watching. What if she yeah. dropped a junior mint in there, man? Like fucking Seinfeld. <laughs> bro, I'm, I'm literally watching this movie. First off, when I was a kid, I saw this in a theater and it was kind of gross, the whole brain thing yeah. when they cut yeah. his head out. And especially when, when they, he pulls the brain, yeah, the suction, <laughs> yeah. suction pop thingy. Hold your breath. But the whole time I was thinking, she's watching in the observatory window. I go, I'm glad she doesn't have fucking junior mints on her yes. to drop into his fucking brain pan. But no, let's gloss over that. Right to the yes, right to the I, jar. I, I right to the goddamn jar. The, the jar. It looks so bad. It the did. Brain, with his eyeballs. The his brain eyeballs with looking. the eyeballs connected, still it, floating. It, and why was the doctor showing her Kane's face head? His head uh, yeah. face? <laughs> In front of Kane's eyes? I mean, wouldn't the doctor be like, let's have a little bit of, like, composure. Like, turn the eyeballs around so Kane is watching himself. Yeah. It's it's a weird scene. It's disturbing. It is. Uh, and then, holy fucking shit, we get a contortionist violinist playing Born to be Wild... Uh, while doing all these weird well, contortionist I know. positions, while, the, while the, it's the opening act for the mayor's telethon to yes. raise money for the city, yeah. And do you notice that when he falls over, he breaks his violin? Yeah, and he's yeah. like crying about it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It, it came out of nowhere, and this is me. For the first time seeing it, it's like, what the fuck is going on? Dude, I always loved the, the contortionist violinist. <laughs> I thought he was funny. It was, it was funny. It definitely... Yeah, ridiculous. Uh, I had to step back from him and like, 
what the hell am I watching? Yeah. So, but it did its job, which is I'm sure that's what exactly it needed to do. And yeah, so Hobbs, so the mayor's trying to get money basically so he can pay off his debt to OCP. OCP. Yeah, uh, and because the city's going to foreclose if they don't pay their debt, then OCP will essentially just own Detroit. Yeah, and they owe. I think the city owes them like what thirty five million 30, or thirty seven something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And again, so this is another storyline that feels like an issue of a comic book where it begins and ends in a little bit. You know, we'll, we'll get to the ending, yeah. but it, it feels like another little chunk of something that has no relation to the beginning of the movie. Yep. No sort of really like very little ties to the end. Yeah. Yeah. It, this movie is broken up by segments. Yeah. There was no setup. Like, there was no, no. setup for this. It I just mean, kind well, of well, there in. is like the there Minimal. is, but the Minimal. mayor yeah. again. Then it's condensed in these little chunks, these little bite-sized chunks. It's really, really weird. It it's is. a very segmented film. Yeah, uh, but Hob, uh, you know, the little kid is going to you know because he's a big drug lord apparently. Well, uh, he took over Kane's it operation. Took, yeah, took over Him Kane's, and operation. Kane's girlfriend. Took over Kane's operation, yes. which is you know interesting that all these like grown grunt men would you know listen to Hob. But yeah. okay, fine. This again, it's a comic book. It guys. is, and I don't, this I, movie's a comic. I didn't book. like that aspect. I mean, I don't believe it. Though, though Gabriel Damon does a good job. Yeah. You know, for a kid actor, good job. But it's not believable. I will believe agreed, that they agreed. took the fucking brain and put it into a robot and made it work before I believe that he is legitimately, you know, this this drug lord. And at this point, like, we've seen so many movies like Kick-Ass and stuff like that. It's hard not to believe that some grunt would just walk up behind him, yeah. blow his brains out, and be like, I'm fucking in charge. Yes. Who's got any fucking questions? Like, any of those grunts would have done yeah, that. Absolutely. Except these are 80s grunts, so they all look like dads <laughs> for some do, reason. They do. Every single one of them. <laughs> they all of them. <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah. So, so Hob tells the mayor that he'll, that he'll give him the money, which OCP kind of, like, finds out about a little bit, that, that, that they're going to get their money, and they're upset about it because they want you know, basically the town, the city to go under foreclosure. Yeah, and then OCP, they buy yeah, it. Yeah. So, so they, they want this to happen. Yes. So they decide that this is like the first, the best time to test out, to beta test out uh, RoboCop two uh, to go stop whatever the hell's about to happen. Right. And it, so at this point, it's just established that RoboCop two is like a wet works type of thing. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Uh, we see that Fax uses you know Nuke to control Kane. She has this fucking vial of it that she kind of gives to him and or doesn't give to them he, does, she does, tempts, yes. tempts with them tempts, yes tempts with them by you know depending on the success that he'll do right. from this yeah. situation this this is so he it's it's interesting the idea that i guess he has free will then um yeah you can't right. just send off to control him oh, i guess shit. yeah you, that, i didn't even think about that at all because that's exactly that's exactly it like yeah. she has to tempt him to do this right I, I didn't yeah. so I, so I guess he was more autonomous than I mean you sort of see that yeah like she she had really had no control over him later but, on but she was so anti autonomy yeah from Robocop true very yes very true oh, fuck. that's a good point Busting she's it. very anti autonomy um yeah that's a bad character choice yes yeah okay doesn't make yep. any sense no she sucks uh, and and knowing what the original script was her character is probably the most like fractured yes. and ripped apart and yeah. and honestly like. They didn't do her character in the original script any justice in this movie to the point where I don't even know if they should have even had her in it or I don't know, man. Yeah. It, it was, no, it was, she was it a was, bit whack. It was, yeah, it should have just, it was unnecessary. I do remember in that comic though, there was one point like buttons on her blouse just kept popping off for no, for no fucking reason. I know, and she had like massive tits and like, it was insane. <laughs> oh, that comic was very, very misogynistic. Yes, it was. It was just like, oh shit, there's another. And, and they even had like shots where like the button is like popping and flying right by. Uh-huh. You know, you know, just, it's, silly. it's weird. It's- <laughs> 
But the thing that also is weird, it just looks so bad to me, is the digital face that they give Kane. Like, that is so unnecessary. I, I don't know why they did that. Maybe to try and make his brain, you know, accept the body better, but the digital face looked really bad. I mean, yeah, I, and, but, and that was a, obviously, that was a movie thing for us to know that it's yeah. Kane, you know. And like, so you're like saying, in real life, would you give him that screen? Yeah, hell no. No, I don't think so. Unless it was like a diagnostic screen, but then having his face there, that would be pointless. Yeah. And yeah. it, honestly, it didn't look like Kane to me at all. I, I, me, me neither. Yeah. How how his girlfriend later even recognized him? Yeah. I don't even know. No, because it didn't even have the goatee. I was like, why no. didn't you yeah. at least put the goatee on exactly. there? Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And I've got a goatee right now, and it you looks do. good. Sexy baby. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the mayor goes up and meets up with Hob, uh, who gives him fifty million dollars. It's like, yeah, fuck it. You know, you need thirty-seven. Let's just call it an even fifty. Um, just kind of, kind of, you know. Trying to get he's getting the mayor in his pocket and that kind of thing. But I liked I liked Hobbs like rationale was was okay. It was like, yep. look, no one fucking yes. comes for our like we don't advertise our drugs. People find it. If they want to find it, great. Why stop them? But you know what? Cigarettes advertise. We don't do any of that mm-hmm. shit. And guess what? We're gonna make it cheaper and safer. I don't know what that means, but uh, he's basically saying, like, look, we're gonna clean up the streets. You know, just stay out of our way, which is, of course, what they all say, yeah. obviously. But yeah. the logic is sound, you know? We can go into... Uh, the war on per- drugs, how, the, well, yeah. how well or not well it works. Le- yes, legal drugs versus not legal drugs. Yeah. And, you know, the issues that there are with them and how alcohol and, you know, tobacco lobbyists try to probably keep a whole bunch of other stuff to, to remain illegal so that they right. don't cut into their profits. Exactly. But it's just, it's a, it's a bunch of crap. You know, a lot, a lot more should be legalized probably in my opinion, uh, besides the stuff that is super dangerous, but you know, it's just, well, you, you know what I say? Uh, like Billy Zane says in demon night, if it feels good, do it. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Um, God, oh, but I will say that at least the mayor did address the fact that he was talking to a kid. He like he like laughs at him, you know. I mean, yeah. He quickly like stops, but at least yeah. he understood the absurdity of the situation. Yeah, he was one of the few people that actually kind of did, and yet he was the most absurd of all the characters he in the was, movie. He was, yeah, was, he, so he was just aware of his own absurdity. Yeah, that, that act, the, the he was. I the, don't like the casting him. of him. Was, that was weird. weird. His choices of just how he was approaching this, you know, this this mayor, and I want to know what kind of background he thought that that mayor had, like what what was the entire story from, you know, that, that actor or that mayor and why the mayor was so young. And so all of it was strange. Yeah. I feel like there was a story there that we, we just yeah. weren't privy to. Yeah. And I don't think any of the choices were good. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. While they're doing that money exchange, uh, out comes RoboCop two. And let's talk a little bit about the look of RoboCop two. You seem to like it. I seem I, to dislike it. All right. Well, I will by asterisk say that I like RoboCop and I like Ed 209 better. I just don't think this RoboCop 2 is bad looking. I mm-hmm. thought he was just kind of mean and beefy looking. I think as as a and if you if I go into like the world of that universe, I don't think you would want him to be your face. Like like you mm-hmm. would want people who interact with RoboCop to have it be RoboCop one. Yeah. This looked something much more militaristic. Something you would drop in on on a, on. A, it looked like a mech from you know yeah. that you would drop on a on a war zone, which I guess is the point. You know, the whole escalation thing. Yeah, I don't know. I thought he was cool. He had a Gatling gun for an arm, another like shotgun and another arm, and a cause and shit. He had. I had a couple different problems with him. Sure. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, sure, he looked intimidating. If I was up against him in a fight, I'd probably poo myself, and that would be that. But he had a, he didn't have any, like, where were his visual sensors? Everywhere. You don't see them. They're you don't see in them. There. Yeah, but they're they, in there. He doesn't need eyes. Ed, Ed 209. It's like he has radar. He has, Ed like, Ed 209, everything. like, there's a glass thing with RoboCop. He, he has is, the visor. Right. And now technology has gotten better. No. Where he that, doesn't need... He's got eyes everywhere, bro. No, that's stupid. It doesn't... Radar. He's it doesn't, hooked it doesn't, into it doesn't, to satellites. Need, we need to see that that shit is there. Okay? Now you wouldn't. Now you wouldn't. Back then you... No, but then you do. And okay. It, it looks okay. better with it, too. Uh, it just it didn't look good. Also, the guy he was all torsoing up. Yeah, like he had chicken fucking he was top, legs. Hot top for, heavy. Yeah, he was. It looked weird to me. It's like, man, do some robo squats. You got, <laughs> you got some fucking tiny ass little chicken. He had legs. those little claws that helped him stop in at the did, end. He did, but it just looked weird. Okay. okay. Uh, I mean, I I disagree, but okay. I I understand that you didn't like it. I, I feel like it was a big drop between. Uh, you know, RoboCop looks the coolest. Ed 209 not far behind, and then I think it's a big drop. To I RoboCop will. I 2. will say this: I will never say that he is iconic looking. Yeah, I think he's serviceable. I think he's fun for a movie. He's lesser than RoboCop because he can't be RoboCop. That's mm-hmm. fine. I'm okay with that. He's not as cool. And I will also say on on a, like a side note. This movie also reinforces how fucking cool RoboCop design is. Still to this day, I know I said it on the first RoboCop podcast, but I'll say it again. It is such an instantly iconic design. It's fantastic looking. It is. The the original RoboCop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But he's not as good. I just find him to be serviceable. I think he's fun. I would like to see like a CGI version of him like dropped on a battlefield fighting people, especially the way he killed like his girlfriend, crushed her head. Yeah, that was kind of neat. It you was kind of neat. She died the worst, honestly. <laughs> yes. Which I, uh, let's, let's talk about that, I guess, real quick. Uh, so yeah, he kind of shows his digital face to her. She realizes it's Kane. Yes, and then they have like a weird sexual thing between them. I guess maybe she's, she's like, "I'll make it work." Yeah, and then he flips out and kills her because he knows that you can't. We can't make this work. Yeah, I, that's well. I My guess penis that's why. is gone. My penis. <laughs> God. I, I was mean, lost his I, mind. I didn't. I couldn't realize why he flipped out and killed her. That was my takeaway. Okay. Is that is that he was like entranced in the moment? Then when she's like, "We can make it work," it brought him back to like, "Wait a minute! Yeah. I don't got a fucking penis. We can't make it work." And you left me. Fuck you! Like that's she's, that's where it went. She's probably bone and hob. Oh, she was bone and hob. <laughs> Guarantee she was bone and hob. Okay. Well, I take it back. Hob was boning her. Uh, okay. She probably didn't want that. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Uh, all right. So now uh, the real RoboCop, RoboCop original OG, uh, comes in. And he here he finds – so they didn't really show – really show Hob getting hurt. But her, her, Hob was kind of in like the money area in the, in the truck. Ro, uh, RoboCop finds him and you know, Hob's kind of like saying, oh, I'm going to die. Well, RoboCop – we saw RoboCop 2 shoot the truck. Yeah, he shoots and, the truck. And the mayor got out, by the way. He, he escaped through a, a sewer tunnel. Yes. But we did see RoboCop shoot the truck. And we saw a guy get shot through so the RoboCop wall before. 2, RoboCop, RoboCop 2, 2 shoot. shoot the truck, which you know we knew Hob was inside. We didn't see what happened. But a scene prior to that, we saw RoboCop 2 shoot through a wall and kill a guy. Yeah, you so can we, make now we know yeah, that he got shot but through I'm, the wall. But I'm mad about that. You wanted to see Hob get actually yes, shot. Yes, I know, I know he's a kid but this is a hard r movie and hob is he's, he's right the bad at this guy. point he our is the main bad guy. villain yeah and so it's like what the fuck is going on like i i feel like i was cheated out of a good death and and if they would have like gone the way of actually like killing this kid i think it would have been as weird as weird as this is to say satisfying because he is a villain and he deserved to die 
I I agree with you there. I think it would have been more satisfying to see him get shot. Um, I do wonder if that law or rule from the eighties it happened after. Like, yeah, I don't I. I I don't have the research on that, but I know at one point, and I think the Blob remake had something to do with it, but I know at one point you couldn't kill kids in movies like younger than a certain age or you couldn't show mm, it. Couldn't like, show it, yeah. Yes, and it, mm. it's something like with Friday the 13th, and people were just basically in an uproar. I mean, this was the time, you know, that, that censorship came, like uh, music, the music censorship and all this kind of stuff, Tipper Gore, et cetera. So, like, yeah. I wonder if him not getting shot was a result of what was happening politically and stuff at the time. All that being said, I actually really enjoyed his death scene with RoboCop. Mm. I thought that was one of the few emotional moments of the film, and I'm glad that we had it. It was up there, not quite with RoboCop's the whole face with his wife thing, no. but it was one of the few fucking real emotional moments we have in the damn movie. Yeah. I did enjoy it. No, you could have still had it and saw like Hob get his stomach blown out. See, you know, I, I, I agree with you. I'd rather his you could have seen the, I the see blood packet. That <laughs> would have been fucking awesome, bro. That would have taken this movie be to the next fucking level but we would have been robbed of that death scene and it's one of the few Uh slightly bright moments of the film okay and i thought it was okay death scene i mean uh, it does make me feel like what happened to gabriel damon like he was a strong little actor and uh, he hasn't really done too much that uh, nothing that i at least i'm recognizing from maybe he is on stuff and i just don't notice it but, um, yeah, I, I kind of wish that he would have been around and, and continued to be a bigger actor. Yeah, I mean, this is this is where my note I, I, you know, about him came mm-hmm. is uh, here. Because I said, this death scene is better than any, you know, has any right to be in mm-hmm. RoboCop 2 with a kid actor. And, like, what the fuck happened to this guy? And why wasn't he, you know, young John Connor in Terminator 2? Yeah. Like, this kid yes. is fucking fantastic. If, if this kid sucked... A big portion of this movie would have sucked because yes. he's he's a he's a mainstay villain throughout the entire thing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Also, real quick, because I don't know if it'll win or where it'll come up, but did you notice on the old man's desk is a picture of him and Reagan? Yes, I did notice that. And, I absolutely. And knowing how Reagan fit into Dark Knight Rises comic book yeah. is being written by Frank Miller. Oh. I know fucking Frank Miller had to put had to put that picture on the desk, you yeah. know, or whatever, yeah, yeah, because yeah. he hated he, he hates Reagan, you know. Ugh. That yeah, was. But I, a, I didn't. I didn't click those two together, yeah. but I mean, I noticed it and. Uh, that, that was definitely obvious. Yeah, I thought yeah, that was funny. That was fun. So, but speaking of the old man, uh, so we're kind of at the OCP building, and they're kind of out front of it. Um, there's like just a whole bunch of media there and shit like that. Um, but did you notice the absolutely not subtle banners that they had? Like this, there was a big OCP banner that was a massive red banner with a kind of a white circle with the black logo, which was 100% looked exactly like a Nazi banner. No, Adam, that was not <laughs> Nazi symbolism. Of course it was. I, it was. Of course I saw that. I have fucking eyes, it man. Was, it was, I saw that. I was like, oh, no. This is part and of my... the OCP's uh, private security. Uh, yeah, they looked like they're, yes. they're wearing Nazi. They're wearing like, it was, uh, actually, the SS. Looked, actually, to me, they looked like the officer guy in Spaceballs because they, oh, had that, they had that yeah, sort yeah. of hat, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, they looked like SS. They were had that black leather and everything. And in the comic book, you know, who, who knows how it was like written in the actual script but in the comic book he makes them wear all white which looks really fucking cool mm-hmm. um but in this yeah and thankfully they're only in it for a little bit but 
like they're going with some big ideas in this and they're making big statements about where corporations are heading yeah. in America, you yeah. know. I mean, this fits in there. But the, it's not good writing. It's not no. it's not no, it's, it's not it's, it's, it's not even it's not very even good. Yes, it's it's way it's not subtle. Too in your face, yeah. not subtle and it's not which which makes it lesser of quality filmmaking. Hey, here we go. Here's here's a D storyline. Uh-huh. Why don't in the background of like I mean, we see a lot of OCP stuff, right? A yeah. lot of it. Why don't we see a gradual during the course of the movie, the security guards that that work at OCP gradually like like just in the background starting to wear more and more darker uniforms as yeah. the movie goes along yeah and maybe even have like a mention like you know when people are talking to the old man uh, oh the new uniforms for the security are about in and then all of a sudden at the end of the movie they're highlighted you know they're yeah. wearing their new uniforms bro that could have just been literally just yeah. in the background just something you know like just something yeah but again again it's something that has no pretense before and all of a sudden just pops up in a segment of the of the movie this movie is so segmented it's it is. so segmented it is, it is strange uh so ocp is having this like little mini press conference they're basically they're kind of presenting delta city to to the media which they don't call it delta city which i thought was weird because it's obviously oh they didn't they didn't say they delta did city? not say delta oh, city huh. once okay. but that, i didn't even notice that but knowing the knowing yeah. the first movie yeah. is obviously what it is right because old detroit was going to get turned into delta city yes right. and, that, and that's exactly the same plan that he's did kind they of just like, say new detroit in this or something no they just said a new city oh, okay you know huh. we're going to build a better city and that's all he said but it's like well we have a name for it just right. just say it call yeah. it delta city yeah but, that was weird yeah i yeah. agree with you um, and they also sh- he shows people the new RoboCop RoboCop Two, uh, you know, comes out. Um, and of course, an in, co- in comes regular RoboCop. He's just kind of like they have him walk in and just kind of stand in the back with a sniper rifle for a second. I thought that was strange. Agree. He just hundred percent. He just kind of walked in and stood there. I'm gonna wait. I'm <laughs> gonna wait. I'm, I, you know what? I'm gonna be polite, guys. His what if his one directive? If one directive that stayed was always be polite. Yeah. So he's like, oh well, the old man's talking. I can't. <laughs> I can't was, interrupt right now. It was now. weird, but uh, the thing that kind of sets RoboCop two off is um, they they have uh, the old man has like this big thing of nuke. Uh, you know this vial of it, and he's like, "Oh, we're gonna clean up the streets." And you can see RoboCop Two is like itching for his fix. Oh, he you wants know? it so bad. He's got, he's got those greedy fingers. He's like, "Oh, give it to me." <laughs> uh, and so he's trying to get it, but then the craziness. You know, then the firefight happens, and RoboCop Two is like going nuts to try and like get the nuke, and then well, wait, hold, oh, oh, sorry. Oh, I'm right. So go ahead. He's, yeah, he's, was, so he's, I'm so, trying to skip through some of this. We've been talking a lot about this. Movie. We are this movie at an hour sucks. and 34 minutes. So okay. yeah. So basically, let's just talk about the fact that he has fully armed machine guns. Yes. On his arms, they're fully armed, fully operational. Yeah. And yet, the only thing stopping them from working is a remote yeah. that she has in her hand. He grabs <laughs> Robocop two, grabs the remote it. from her, and she's like, "Look, he can't kill anyone." He snatches it. They, if they should have inserted yoink in there, like a, a sound effect of him <laughs> yoink, saying yoink yeah. and taking it. Uh, and all he does, he's press, he presses a red button. It looks like a TV remote from 1990. Yep. Presses a red button that says armed. He presses it, and they all look Curl. at it, and then he crushes, crushes it, it with his fucking fingers. He's like, fuck you. And then, boom, he starts gunning the fuck down. A civ- I do yeah. like when civilians get killed. A lot of civilians get killed in this uh, in this last like yes. chunk of firefight. Yeah. You know? And it's at, at this point on, it's the best part of the movie. It's full action at this point. Yeah, but it's, I didn't find it good action, but it's, it's action. It's not. Uh, so now we're having like the two RoboCops and right. RoboCop has, 
the uh, he must have had the whatever that sniper rifle from the original one. Yeah, uh, because he shoots, he's shooting and it's exploding yeah. on. He blew up the the, new uh, the the shotgun thing that he had that Robocop yeah. two has on his arm. Yeah. You know, and then somehow they fight and get into a, a, a an elevator shaft. Yes. Which I liked. I liked the 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 spider crawl thing. I thought that was neat. The, yes, but the way that RoboCop escaped from him, and then the spider crawl that happened afterwards. Yeah, all cool enough. Uh, and then they get up on like the top of the roof at some point, and then it's, it doesn't look good. The no, green screen no, looks no, really very bad. bad. Very bad. And then the fall down to the the subway or the yeah. sewers. Very yes. bad. I, I like what they did. Like I like how it, they fell through the car, you know, sort of thing. But it was all bad. Like yeah. what they were trying to do was cool, but how they how they did it was bad, yes, unfortunately. Was. Uh, and then we did skip over one of these other lines that pissed me off. Uh, Robocop at one point or is talking to Robocop two. And he says, Kane, he says, he tells him you're coming with, with me, Kane. He doesn't say dead or alive. Hell yeah. I, right. I mentioned that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, at one point he said dead or alive, but not you're coming with me. Now he says, you're coming with me, Kane. Yeah. <laughs> and I was waiting Dead or alive. Yeah, d- dead or alive, fucking say it. Yep, agreed. I agree with you 100%. For fuck's sake, Corey. And I didn't notice that the first time or any of the times. Yeah. And it takes it down a bit in my book. It does. It really does. And I know that's a stupid nitpicky to th- say. I agree with you. It takes it down a few points. Yeah. Every time he says it, it takes it down five points. Yeah. yeah. Sad. Or, it, it, or doesn't, doesn't say it. Yeah, yeah. doesn't finish yep. it. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. So, they do have this big old fall. I do like... That you know, uh, RoboCop Two has like this whatever laser kind of thing, and yeah. ends up putting a pretty like a well cool looking yeah. Yeah, scar on S- RoboCop's face, or sli- slice his mask. Yeah, you see one of his eyes, basically. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah, that was cool. As a kid, I like I like battle damage RoboCop. Yep, yeah, exactly. Uh, and Lewis takes a, like a tank thing uh, and steals it and runs over. RoboCop 2. Yeah, over pins him against the wall, basically. Yeah. I mean, and at that point, between the sewer and there, like, a hundred people died. It was cool, but, yeah, nothing to, yeah. to really noteworthy. Not worth, yeah. Um, and then when Kane gets out of that, RoboCop jumps on his fucking <laughs> back. And I was oh. like, I was like, if this yeah. goes wrong, they have no backup plan for this. But no. I was impressed because he, he fucking performs a Mortal Kombat fatality yeah, on Kane, and he rips his goddamn brains out. I mean, the that's kind of cool. Eyes attached yeah. like that thing that we saw in the glass yeah Ugh. rips it out of the back I mean, come on that was fucking cool man it wasn't fucking cool fatality dude if shang Tsung appeared and said yes. fatality <laughs> it was, that would have been awesome yes <laughs> if, if we had carrie tagawa walk out and just say that and then go back away that i would have clapped and been like you know what my view on this movie has changed what if what if uh ann lewis uh, morphed into carrie tagawa yeah. <laughs> says fatality uh, and then just morphs back that would be yeah that would be fucking killer uh, but like i feel like they just did it you know, because he's smashing the glass in the brain, like on the ground, and like just beating it to 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 smush. Yeah, you know, into jelly, the brain mush. Yeah, and I feel like it just. Uh I don't know. As somewhat satisfying as I could see that for some people, to me it just felt like, ah, eh, this is just cheesy. I mean, this is this is for comic book. You know, it would look really cool Agreed. on a page. Agreed. Like on, I just I think on the movie screen it just didn't work as well. And and honestly, like what I would rather have seen, just him reaching in and then showing kind of a close up shot of his hand in there and crushing the brain inside. Yeah, that could because be cool. once you disconnect the brain. The body's dead, but, but it, it was still like rising around. And, Maybe you they know, had Wi-Fi or something. <laughs> I thought that, and then sadly, I was like, "But probably not." No, that's no. like that's what's sad, you know. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. But I, I did enjoy it, and I thought it was a satisfying death, essentially. At the end of the day, yeah. Okay, good. You know? Well, then you felt that. Uh, so the old man and Johnson, 
uh, kind of getaway. They're going to plot for Fax to take the, the yeah. fall. Throw her under the fucking yeah. bus. Did you notice that when he was walking out of there, he walked over the dead body of a lady? Yes, that was funny. That was cool. That was funny. I mean, again, not subtle. They're no. not, they, they no. just throw that subtlety away, which is a problem. It's not as strong. It, it would be a better movie if there were just some other things that were just a little bit more subtle. Uh, but it was, I still, yeah, I totally noticed it. Uh, and we get this really fucking cheesy line from, uh, from that Lewis, Lewis is basically saying, oh, she's mad that the old man is going to get away on a technicality or, you know, I'm putting someone else under, under the bus. And RoboCop says, patience, Lewis, we're only human while he's doing a ratchet to his head. I mean, again, not fucking subtle. <laughs> not fucking subtle at all. Not like, he didn't even say it with his helmet off. Like he still yeah. his helmet on. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. That was a little heavy handed. It was. Uh, yeah, and uh, I gotta mention there was a really the the song that ended while that was doing while the uh, end crawl was going on was basically just like an orchestral piece, just something you know, just a regular original score. But there, if you, I don't know if you listened to it, but there was like parts where like a choir was going. Like just, I did not it was it was low in there yet. Yeah, you would just hear. Oh, we're going to find that one for the for the ending it's, of this podcast so if we can. Bad. Oh my god, it's so bad. Okay. Even, even if I have to hold my phone up to yeah. the to the damn <laughs> yeah. TV, we'll get that. Oh, we'll find it. It's it's bad. Okay, it's all right. Awful. I did not. So, all right, buddy. That's I mean, the end but of the movie. it ends just like that. Yeah. That's that's it. There's no yeah. like denouement. Like it's it's no. over pretty much. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, we we just kind of assume that the bad guys are, are the, this group of bad guys, the OCP bad guys, are still right. sticking around. Which and it's Johnson I mean, it's set Johnson, some, it's Johnson wasn't bad in the first one, but he is bad in this one. He's, I mean, of. he's not very bad, but you got to figure in the first one who his mentor, who his boss was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Johnson, you got the sense in the first one that maybe he was like more of the nicer guys. But I don't know, man. Yeah. You know, it's it's. Okay. I mean, sadly, we know what happens because there's a RoboCop three, which yeah. I've only ever seen once. I saw it in the theater. I walked out and I was like, and I was young. I mean, it came out like in '93 yeah. or something, wasn't it? And I was like, I was like this is terrible. That's right. Yeah, I've never seen it because I never saw this one. Don't he um, fights a nin- he fights a cyborg ninja? Really? And well, and <laughs> well, okay. Temper your expectation. The ninja's not wearing a ninja outfit. He's just wearing a black suit, which is lame. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah I should have led with and that. If we are, if we run out of other sequels to do, maybe we'll get to it. <laughs> but uh, it's it, I, doubtful. Doubtful. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, all right. You you know what? You go ahead and start. Yeah, I think you guys know. I really enjoyed it. I liked it as a kid. I've always liked it. Uh, watching it this time, I don't know, maybe it's because I read a lot of comic books. Maybe it's because I already had like a nostalgia for this. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Everything you said, I mean, I agree, bro. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. It's it's the lesser, it's the lesser than RoboCop, obviously. Um, it's, it's, it tried a lot of things. I felt it was entertaining and I felt it had something it was trying to say, but RoboCop one said said it already, and it said it I think better. Mm-hmm. This one, the things that that we liked is what it should have tried to say. It should have gotten into yeah. what it meant to be 
a human like they should have had an ongoing gag of like maybe three or four over the course of time other robocops like failing you know mm-hmm. so like in, in robocop still doing his thing like it should have been drawn out like that is the better storyline of what makes alex murphy the the better choice like why he was the best person to go in that but we didn't see that and we only got like a, a shadow of what that could have been um I, I don't think you'll be like like disappointed if you see this like i don't think like you'll hate yourself for watching this um, but at the same time there are better movies out there and at the same time if you haven't seen robocop one in forever just go watch robocop one yeah but yeah. i liked it i enjoyed this movie yeah uh i i did not you know i'm not surprised you i think you like these kind of movies and you know since you'd seen it before it definitely helped you because i hadn't seen this before it hurt me to watch it uh i did not it just Things didn't click for me, but as we as we talked about, there were couple storylines that if they just wrote them better or drew them out, there was potential. Like fuck, the the humanity of Robocop is such an important thing, and, and how they do it in the first film is fantastic. That if they could try try and recreate that, and if they would have done that storyline with the wife over you know scenes as opposed to just like you know it's wham bam, like that could have been great. You know, ah, and it, and it just wasn't. So I do see that there was potential. I also saw that there was potential because I read the comic book. And it works better in that medium. Uh, and probably does because, as, as you put it, you're getting short little story, short little story. And it just nothing, it's not as cohesive. You feel like some of these storylines are running too quickly than they really should be. But in the comic book, it works really well. So... My recommendation, do not fucking watch this movie. Probably even if you've ever seen this movie uh, before, just don't watch it again because I don't think it's all that good. But go find the Frank Miller comic book, read that, and you will be happy that you did. Um, just do know there's some misogyny. Yeah, <laughs> You're going to get some it's... like TNA unnecessarily, but as a comic book and a story, it's freaking good. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, I agree I agree with everything you just said. Maybe not so vehemently about not watching RoboCop 2 ever again. <laughs> well, I'm happy that I never, ever have to deal with it again. And I'm happy that you're happy. All right. Well, Corey, tell us about yeah, where can we find you? Uh, I have another podcast that I co-host. It's called the NSFW Gamer Podcast, and you can find that on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, the usual places. And you can follow me on Instagram at Corey Nation. That's where I'm most active. Okay. Uh, and if you guys are not part of our Patreon, please do that. Let's go to patreon.com and search for the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can also find us on Instagram or Facebook at Blast Pass Cast. All right, and uh, I guess when it comes to RoboCop, dead or alive, 